I want to read from 1 Timothy chapter 3 first because that's what I wanted to read verse 15 let's start from verse 14 it says 1 Timothy 3 Although I hope to come to you soon I'm writing you these instructions I'm writing you what so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. How people ought to do what? How people ought to do what? Conduct themselves. So God has an expectation of how people must conduct themselves. themselves. So that you will be able to tell them. And he, he explains that the house of God is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. The house of God. Paul explains that the reason I want people to behave is because the church is the pillar. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So in other words, a church, a proper church, must normalize truth. So that a lie is an exception. A true church must normalize holiness. It must normalize the fear of God. It it, it must normalize godliness. The things you are trying to cultureize are not part of what we do in this house. Are you hearing me, Basala? So, I wanted, I will do it later if I don't remember. I will do this I wanted later. to introduce, remember the characteristics were not around last week. Okay, remember so I want to introduce them and introduce to you again so the eldership of this church so that you know. And let me tell you in advance, lest I forget to ask again, when you see the eldership standing here, I want you to remember what I said first Sunday. You hear what this verse is saying? It says people must be taught how to conduct them now there's a right way of conducting themselves right? and a, there's a wrong which one you want to culturize uh -huh. if we culturize the right way there's a wrong and a nonsensical way isn't it that means I'm repeating again this year we must, all of us, not take nonsense from ourselves and from others. This year, we don't take 
Because we na how I don't know why. But I want you to know. We want to normalize sense. Not nonsense. Because this year we are going to rebuke you, correct you, train you, discipline you, until the Bible says you are fully equipped, mature, lacking nothing, so that you can face the challenges. Hey, that's what the Bible says, not me. I'm just telling you, so that if you intend some nonsensical attitude, you, 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 you still have today to repent. I get a repentance. You still have today to do what? If you don't want to repent, what must you do? You must find another church where they will let you leave the way you want and hand your, your soul to the devil. We have a responsibility to watch over your soul, to defend it against the devil, to defend it against demonic forces, and if necessary, to defend it against you. Paul, this one, we handed him over to the devil for the destruction of the flesh so that his soul can be saved. We don't even want to hand you over to the devil. We want to keep you away from him. Because when Jesus prayed, he says, deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us. Hey. So this year, if you, you sidestep by grace and love and mercy and truth, we will bring you closer. I get that's what the Bible said. Here we must meet you in private and tell you, my brother, my sister, what you are doing is not very helpful. It's hurting other Christians. It's hurting the nature. And the culture of Christ is hurting the characteristics of God. When you don't listen, the Bible says you must call other witnesses. And then we tell you, he's abusing his wife. But because he has money, he thinks he can manipulate us. We have already told him we don't care about his money. He can go with his money because silver and gold belong to God and this church does not belong to him. Neither does it belong to us. It belongs to Christ. He can't just manipulate everyone. His brother, we told him he can't just sleep around with girls. we told her Relationship is at a high. They are ungodly. But this person is stubborn. And then, when you prove yourself hard headed and stiff necked, 
Watch this space this year. We will bring you in front of the church. And there won't be diplomacy this year. No, no, no. We will tell the church exactly what we told you in private. And that from this church, you are excommunicated. Because you don't understand, we have a responsibility to shepherd the sheep of God, to protect the people of God, to ensure they are not manipulated by pastors, leaders, and members, that we uproot the wolves. Are we still there, Bazalan? Amen. I'm not preaching. I'm just telling you what we're going to do. I'm not preaching. So, let me read some few sentences about, especially those who want to be members. If you are sitting there and you are thinking, I might want to be a member of this church. If you want to be a member of this community, it is important to know that it is not particularly our interest of interest to us if you love the music, the fellowship, the preaching, or we are the closest church to you. That thing, those reasons are not important to us. They are good, right? But they are not of greater importance to us. Rather, what is important to us is whether you intend loving the Lord Jesus unashamedly. That you want to conform to his likeness and serve him. That's our interest. In this church, we want you to be a worshiper, a worker in the kingdom, and a disciple of Christ. The fact that you can dance, you can offer, is not our interest. Hallelujah. Are you there, sir? So when you decide, I want to be, be honest with us about where you are at so that we know how best to assimilate you into the community and family life of the church. If you are not married, say I'm not married even if you stay with someone. Don't just hide and pretend. We are Mr. and Mrs. Mutiki. No, don't lie. Tell us where you at so that we can walk with you. Tell us. Tell us your skeleton so that we can So that we can defend you when they accuse you later. Because people will always come and say, do you know? We want to be able to say, yes, and the Lord has restored. Are you following what I'm saying? Where am I? Similarly, if you come from another church, be honest about why you left so that there is mutual honor in the body of Christ. Yeah. Also, don't just say that you want to save without dealing with your wounds. If you were hurt from wherever, don't just say, I want to save because... Because you are bleeding, you'll continue bleeding and be hurt. Because it is not possible to work 
and serve in the church and never be hurt. It's not possible. So when you have been hurt, tell us, I'm from there, this happened, so that we can give you counseling, so that we don't send a bleeding soldier into the war. Are you still there? We don't want to send you fighting when you, you are wounded. Therefore, be upfront about your challenges, past hurts, marriages, relationships, etc. Are you there? Okay, the preaching is starting now. I'm reading in Isaiah chapter, I'm talking about the value of repentance. Repentance. Buleng bau ba kaka papa pa kwagir. Ir Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. From verse 13 to 14. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or who has taught him as his counselor? With whom did he consult, and who enlightened him? Who taught him the path of justice, and taught him knowledge? and informed him of the way of understanding. Now, if you listen to this, these are just rhetoric questions. Because the answer is already there. It says, God has never asked anyone's advice about what must he do. Therefore, when God creates you and me, he doesn't ask advice. When he decides who we should be and what we must do, he's not asking for permission. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Therefore, God is not going to start today to ask for permission to tell you and I what he wants and expects from us. So when God creates something, he puts value on it. And when, when you can understand the cost of that particular thing, the intention of God for that thing, you will appreciate its value. So one day we will talk about the value of things. What is the value of a covenant to God? Why would God punish people, kill people, destroy people who do not honor the covenant? What is the value of the covenant? Because when you understand it, when you enter marriage, covenant will beat with you. That even though I hate, even though I'm angry, even though I'm this, but God places value in this covenant. What is the value of your spouse? How, what is the value of your wife, your husband? Can you imagine your, your, your wife is a daughter of a heavenly king, a princess of the king of all hosts? A princess. Yeah, but you see, you don't understand the value. Therefore, you place the, the, the low price. You are negotiating the price. The price is a pep. 
If you understand the value of things, then you understand the cost. Then you will appreciate why is this thing so important. Adam did not appreciate the value of authority to rule. He gave it away. So human beings generally, we struggle with the value of things. That is why you are in yourself, you don't value yourself enough to know that it took God to send his only son. What is your value? What is your price? That earth could not pay the price. That heaven alone could not pay the price. But the Bible says, and the word became flesh. Heaven had to be clothed with earth for the price to be paid for you. You who does not understand your value. When somebody wants to sleep with you, let's sleep. You don't ask, do you know how much is this? Do you know how much is this? What is the value of virginity? The church is happy to teach their children to condomize. How shameful. Because we have lost the value of that which signified the, 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 the symbol of the covenant of marriage. That in the Bible, when you lost your vision, you would be stoned and killed. They would burn you. And today you say to your child, just make sure you condomize. You don't have the right understanding of the value that you are telling your child to give away. Amen. I'm trying to say people in the past understood the value of things. This sermon would not be preached. How not to repent? They knew. They repented. How to back a metadibutla shwa? Utla chadi hele. You don't believe me? But Jonah went to the city of Nineveh. And he went. He didn't want to go. Three days he preached. The Bible says from the king to a dog. They repented in sight. When I said already this thing, how many weeks now? But still, you have not found the value of a king that deserves righteous life. How so many people have been raised as a king? Le haba kantibe la haesu. Hai lumura na jesu kimo salamura. 
He is worthy of all. He's worthy of my life. He's worthy of my money. He's worthy of all the friends. Literally, we lost friends when we received Jesus. You are not the first to lose friends. You are not the first to lose family. You are not the first to be treated like an alien network. When you repent, you don't look back. Because and what did she do? The Bible says you are not worthy if you put your hand on the plow and look back. We must sing. You can't be trusted. You are like a politician. Lifestyle in the church. When we say I'm going that way, let them know. I told you, my mother knew. They no problem. If you want me to choose between you and Jesus, there's no choice. There's only one choice. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is worthy. People. Hey. Hey. Repentance is a pathway to sanctification, to all the processes of salvation. Remember we said justification is when through the blood of Jesus you are made right before God such that you are not guilty. How am I going Because of the blood of Jesus that washed away your sins from as far as the east is from the west. When God looks, he says, Where's the docket? Not guilty. But sanctification is a process of God setting you apart, making you holy for his purposes, for him. Are you. Are you Remember we read last week, that other week, that you were created as a new man. You were created to be like God in the nature of God. So sanctification is a process of making sure that you are cleansed from looking like the old you. Isn't it you are a new creation? If any man be in Christ, he's a what? He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But when you are still having the habits of the old man. So sanctification is that process where the Holy Spirit through the word of God is cleaning you from those habits. Until you remember, I, I keep telling you, Andy, you laugh at this uh, uh, illustration. 
Before, if taxi driver cut in front of you, I know some of you are still going through sanctification. Sanctification is not an event, it's a process. It is a what? Not a, yeah, it doesn't just happen. And, but irrelevant to let's talk about this one you remember when before okay let's leave the taxi drive okay when somebody just upset you you remember those times when you were still telling when you are back station you don't remember you see the way you are so sanctified you even forgot that you used to say no Station. They never do that to me. They can do this to the, me. The back stops. Yes. When? Today. Not today. Fu. Today, because you are, you have gone through the process of what? Sanctification. Hey, daddy. You, you, you smile. When the taxi driver, driver. I say, hey, my guess. I get, but before, and then you do signs and emojis. So sanctification is that process of making you become as you truly are in Christ. Because a truly sanctified Christian is a very gentle, sweet person, but firm. They are full of grace and truth. They are not harsh, but they are firm. They will tell you where to get off without swearing at you. You know, Jesus once told Herod where to get off. No, when they were going to crucify him, he didn't answer him that day. Herod asked him questions. The Bible Herod says he just looked at him. But there was a day when Herod sent a question to Jesus. And Jesus answered him. It's not this one. It's not in the magazine. It's in the Bible. He says, Jesus said, go and tell that fox. This is one, the Bible says, full of mercy and Truth. Truth. On that day, he told you, Herod, when? Can you believe Jesus and John telling people where to get off? You brood of vipers, Madinya Namarabi. You whitewashed tombs. We are also scared to tell people. And I'm not saying I'm just saying to you when you get to that place your yes will be yes and your no will be no without feeling guilty and without trying to oppress the next person. Are you still there? Basara? So the Bible says sanctify them with your word. Your word is truth. The Holy Spirit is the sanctifier as well. So when you repent, 
you allow yourself to be sanctified. Repentance is a pathway and a gateway to blessings beyond you. When, when we read, we, they are, I guess they are there. When they are not, we'll just send them to you. After Peter preached in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says they were pierced to the heart. Do you remember? We've read this verse many times, verse 37. And what did they say? Brothers, what shall we do? I can explain that repentance is a doing thing. People repent and be baptized and you will receive the Holy Spirit. And this blessing is for you and your children and their children. What does in Second Corinthians tells us 7.14? If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, and turn from their wicked ways. What does turn from their wicked ways mean? Repent. God says, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Our nations you remember what Daniel did? He repented on behalf of Israel. He didn't say, and in this country. The politicians of this country are hopelessly corrupt. It's a pity that now as a church we have decided to go. They are hopelessly corrupt. John did not even allow one politician to corrupt him. He went to him straight. Are you you are such a wicked man. You want to take your brother's wife. It is wrong. You wicked man. And what did they do? They put him in jail. What happened finally? They killed him. And arrived the church. Rutula as if we don't know that the ANC is the ruling government. It is. And we are here because of our government. And I'm not getting political. I'm just telling you that we are not under the ANC. We are under Christ. And justice happens when just people stand. Just telling you. That for as long as the church is like, was Daniel quiet? No. Was Joseph quiet? Do you want to be Matthias? It doesn't matter. We just want to preach the gospel and ensure that those who call wickedness, the Bible says, those who say wickedness is right, but they say good is evil and evil is good. 
The Bible says you endorse them. You partake in their wickedness. But if we repent, you understand where we must start? We must be able to say, Lord, we and our leaders have sinned against you. Arvetarba confront. Because God will heal our land as we repent and speak for justice. Okay. Let's stand up. I'm not even talking about who are you voting for. If you understand anything at all, this is what I'm talking about. In Acts chapter 1, it says they ask Jesus, will you now restore the kingdom to Israel? And he says it doesn't matter. It's not up to you to know. But Lona, you will receive power. You will on my behalf stand before kings and priests Jesus is Lord and God has sent him to die for people and what you are doing is wicked against the people. So whoever you vote is irrelevant. What is relevant is justice. What is relevant is righteousness. What is relevant is that the country is saved from spiraling down. What is relevant is that the poor are taken care of. That's what the Bible says. So your political affiliation is irrelevant. Unless you are saying your political affiliation is a, is a legitimate right to corruption. Then you see, you still have to repent. Because clearly you are corrupt yourself. So repentance, Bazalan, is a gateway to the power of God. To the power of God. Repentance is a necessity and foundation of revival. There was a revival in Scotland. So many revivals that happened. For New York. How many of you know Charles Finney. Oh, Charles Finney. Those guys. Labo. One of the things that astonishes me about them. Some, some of the revivals that they did. People repented crying to God until the police has no, had no job. Go and read the revivals. Because there was zero crime. Lawyers, people, when that guy passed, 
the people will just fall and repent and cry for their sins. Others say we saw ourselves burning in hell because the power of God had come. They did not have to be political. They were spiritual. But because the political environment is created by the spiritual arena, when they won the battle in the spirit, the politicians and everyone repented and there was zero crime. So repentance is a foundation and a necessity for revival. So let's just take a moment. I just want us to pray. Pray for this country. Don't pray as an ANC, EFF affiliate. Pray as a child of God. Has God to have mercy on this nation? You do realize I'm not being political even though I am. I'm being kingdom. I'm saying remove your eyes from politicians. Bring the kingdom of God. Pray again. Let the kingdom of God come and let his will be done in Africa, in South Africa, in Sadek. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Father, we refuse to go into dissipation, into corruption, into destruction, because there's no repentance from our leaders. That you guide us as a church on the formation, the steps and the strategies of prayer, of intercession, of political activism, of social reformation, of economic reformation, father of every area of reformation of this country and this continent raise from our midst Lord counselors ministers Lord cabinet members local, provincial national Lord raise from the church Lord genuine, true, righteous leaders whose heart is that may your kingdom come may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that they may know you that they may know your power your love but tsebele gato la hao modimo ona le bona hetseng ka o tsholoha ha madi se fapano where the cross became an ultimate expression of God's unconditional love for sinners. Sinners like me who were hell bound for eternal destruction. But oh, what mercy, what love. Thank you, Jesus. Whilst we are praying and Trusting God for transformed lives. If you are not born again, 
repentance is the only solution for you not ending up burning in hell. Pako. Kiona fela tsela go skaketela o tshadihele. O go ba ke go romarana Jesu. Ko kheta le marana le mopolisi wa kuma uma nje ungakazi wena ukhetu Jesu. Just know the only way you can escape but if you are here you say I don't want to end up there I want to be a child of God I want you to pray for me to just lift your hand where you are. How little more? How give it all? Chang funu shesho kweni. Mbanga bukono funu kesingo suchesho njengom sendi suwako sotelo paramisi. Want to just lift your hand? Please. How little paramisi let us so that we can pray with you. We don't want to embarrass you. We just want to pray with you. Funa njoko kulega gani nao? Let's just give God a hand of praise.